Welcome to the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast, episode 5 of 2021. So for those of you that listened in last week, it wasn't what we wanted, was it? Um, a disappointing week, actually. Going into Saturday, back nine, Adam Scott takes the lead of the tournament and trades at three to one. Really confident on him as a pre, um, pre-event pre selection, as was lots of the betting world. Coming off a tied second the year before, um, his game uh, and some of the comments that he'd made around targeting 10 or 12 tournaments a year, and that was all he was interested in. Um, I knew the difficult setup at Torrey Pines South um, would be one that I thought he, he, he'd favour. And he, you know... He well, he provided entertainment as such, but really he was gone and out of it by four or five holes on on Sunday. Unfortunately, but having traded at three to one and not being the places come the back nine on Sunday and really falling down that leaderboard was quite hard to take actually. Um, so, so onwards and upwards, um, and um, I'm sure there'll be many other uh, 54 hole leaders and um, those close to leaderboard going into Sunday that that fall away. So. You know, let's not be uh, too put off by that and let's hope that we can get our first winner of 2021 on board this week. What is a pretty cool event at uh, TPC Scottsdale in Arizona. Uh, It's going to be probably a score of between minus 12 and minus 18, 19 under seems to be. Uh, There's been one anomaly to that uh, one of the years when conditions were soft, but that seems to be the standard test here. So, it's a proper a proper test, a ball striking test. You'll see plenty this week talk about um, how the course is a ball striking test um, for sure. And uh, that's what we'll be looking for as, as ever. We're going to bring you uh, some insights into the player profile and what we think are the key statistics to perform well this week at, uh, at the track. And then we'll look at the top of the market, the middle of the market and that back end and bring you our picks. A uh, bit of feedback last week that the episode was uh, slightly too long uh, and, and dragged on. So look to keep it short and sharp this week and allow you to, to tune in on a, on a walk or on the way to work or, uh, or whenever it is you find time and, and give you uh, a good 20 minutes. Uh, and that's, that's your lot. So um, let's crack on and give you the course summary for this week at uh, TPC Arizona, followed by the key attributes that the players are going to need in order to uh, to lift the trophy come Sunday evening. So TPC Scottsdale, Arizona, from the seaside to the desert um, this week, um, completely different setup to, to what the players faced last week. But there are some similar things that we should uh, that we should bear in mind and that the cream again usually rises to the top in this tournament, and ball striking is um, is king at this course without a shadow of a doubt. And I think if we were to look at the winners going back uh, 2020, we got Webb Simpson, slightly underrated ball stri- striker, Ricky Fowler when you know when he was playing half decent golf, definitely a good ball striker, Gary Woodland, and then two time winner back to back Hideki Matsuyama and Hideki if nothing else, is a ball-striking machine, certainly not a putting machine. Um, so 
we're going to need players this week that uh, that that are in good form and striking the the ball well. Um, the, the, you can't fake it around this layout. It's uh, it, it's not a long course. So last week we were looking at seven thousand um, seven hundred yards plus on the sh- uh, uh, from the tips. This week we're looking at seven thousand two hundred uh, roughly. So. so you know, a shorter course, which opens it up to uh, different types of players winning um, the, the event for sure. But uh, as ever, the, um, the, the those that um, you know strike it well off the tee and 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 have that extra length are going to be attacking some of these uh, some of these greens with slightly less club in hand, and therefore a lot uh, a lot greater chance of, of their proximity stats being being superior to those that have longer clubs going into the greens so look this uh it's going to be going to be a great test this week a really fun course some some spectators expected to be there on the uh, on the par 3 um 16th is it 16th or 17th uh, i forgot but uh yeah certainly on the on the famous par three where we used to have in big stadia up around uh this this week we'll have some some fans in so it will be interesting to see how the players react to that um those that are on the european tour have had some fans uh, at, at the event there in the last few weeks and and it's uh, certainly added some atmosphere and certainly made the tv viewing more pleasant so so that's the test this week, and uh, it's going to be going to be a score, like we say, of around 12 under to that 18 under mark, I would suspect, unless uh, conditions uh, soften uh, drastically, like they did uh, back in the early uh, teens of 2012-13, when Phil Mickelson shot 27-28 under, something like that, to win the tournament, which was which was quite frightening. I doubt we'll see that this week. So let's get into uh, the player breakdown, the key stats for for what's going to get uh, the winner over the line this week. So as I touched upon um, in the course preview, length off any tee is uh, an advantage and on any course is, is an advantage if you can control that driver. But this week, I really do think it's a significant advantage. The the ball will travel slightly further than it has been doing, um, playing in, in the desert in warmer temperatures and, and not on the coast uh, coastal uh, place that we were last week in California with a bit more density in the air. The ball is going to fly further and those that uh, strike the ball well off the tee have got a distinct advantage. So I'm definitely going to favour players when narrowing down my selections um, uh, of those that uh, show me that they've got good control, but also distance off the tee. Like like you'll see on all the previews that you come across this week, ball striking is such a key indicator to success here. And when we look at the the winners, Woodland and um, and Matsuyama, um, fair to say that they're not in the top 20, 30% of putters on tour. In Hideki's case, probably not in the top 70 or 80% putters on tour. Uh, and for them to win at events like this shows you that uh, it's not a putting contest like it is some weeks and in fact most weeks on the PGA Tour. So distance off the tee, good ball striking, good tee to, tee to green game, should I say. Um, and then green in regulation stats. When I look at the winners and those that have finished in the top five and top ten, it, you need to hit greens in regulation here um, consistently. So I'll be looking, I'll be looking at that. Uh, in, in great detail when, when making my final selections and then strokes gained par five 
there is some real gettable um, par fives um, this week at the course, measuring in the 500-yard region. And that opens up loads of uh, scoring opportunities for players that, that hit it miles off the tee. Um, and, it, you know, for the, when you're looking at DraftKings selections and things like that, the scoring system favours those players that can get can score eagles so you do have to bear in mind this week par five strokes gain statistics in my opinion so in summary the key attributes for me will be driving distance ball striking as a whole strokes gained on approach greening regulation stats and then to top it off strokes gained on par five so five key areas that i'm playing around with in in most of the modeling that i'm doing this week um, there are there are other regions um, and, and other skill sets that I'm bringing into play, such as scrambling. But I'll be looking at that in isolation for my core uh, for my core player player pool that I'm looking to build for DraftKings purposes, and then narrow down for selections. I have taken into account those areas: driving distance, greens and regulation, strokes gained approach, strokes gained par five, and ball striking as a whole. And there's plenty of data sites out there for you to get this information if you want to do your own research. If you're interested in where I look for them, then drop me a line on social media and ask the relevant questions, and I'll get back to you and provide some insights. If you want to see a YouTube video of me doing some of the uh, research that goes into bringing you this podcast and some of the selections that I land upon, then again, do suggest it, and I'm happy to do so. So that's the player attributes. That's the course covered. Let's get into this week's selection and, and a review of the top, the middle, and the bottom of the betting markets. Hopefully some crackers to bring you. So the top of the market, what do we have? We have John Rahm leading the way at 13-2 to two joint favourite this week paying eight places with the majority of bookmakers actually paddy power skybet william hill triple eight sports and boyle sports all going eight places a fifth of the odds and we have john rom heading it up so in the top end bracket which i refer to as the favorite to the 20 to 1 um price range we have john rom justin thomas rory mcelroy xander shoffle last year's winner webb simpson Daniel Berger and Hideki Matsuyama. So we have seven players to talk through. And straight off the bat this week, I think they have the wrong favourite. So first off for me, Justin Thomas should be the favourite for this tournament. I have him slightly ahead of John Rahm. I think that on a ball striking course alone, um, not taking too much uh, factor into the... um, into putting or scrambling or anything like that. I think Justin Thomas has got John Rahm covered slightly. Uh, if I had to have someone to hit an iron for my life uh, from 125 yards and dial it into the pin, would I choose John Rahm or would I go JT? Well, having watched JT make uh, eagles from the fairway to make playoffs uh, 18 months ago, I think I'll take JT. So, Bull Strikers Paradise, for those of you who play DraftKings at the top of the market, if I had to choose, and they're not going to be one of my picks, in fact, this week at all in the outright selections, but for DraftKings purposes, I'd be tempted to make Justin Thomas my number one pick at the top of the market. So, who in this range am I least interested in? Well, without a shadow of a doubt, I am least interested in Xander Shoffley. Now, 
Xander's so popular amongst the betting community. He's loved. Uh, but I have a little theory on Xander that I'm just not sure that he's as good as people think he is. He often makes a run on day three and day four when he's played himself out of the tournament in days one and two. He did it again this weekend, climbing his way up a leaderboard with no chance of winning and everyone piling on, oh, this week he's going he's gonna to win. The likelihood is that this week he shoots two or three under par, four or five off the pace early on and remains that way. And as conditions get harder, he is a very good golfer. He's, he's very disciplined and he sticks to his game. I don't think he throws shots away like some of the other players do at the top of the world rankings. And therefore, he actually climbs the leaderboard at the back of the tournaments. But would he be shorter? He's shorter than Rory McIlroy with two or three bookmakers this week. Rory led the field last week in strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee. Every stat bar puts him where he was dead last of everybody that made the cut. Dead last or certainly in the bottom five. Well, Rory or Xander, and I'm not a Rory fan, but Rory every single time for me right now. So if I had to, you know, the biggest fade, DraftKings purposes, he'll be mega popular. He always is. Xander Schauffele, get him out. Do not fade, fade, fade for me. And also in the betting markets, eight to one with some bookmakers. Sure, same price as Justin and less than, than Rory. Well, that is wrong. Simply wrong. He is not as good a golfer and time will prove me right on that one. Webb Simpson, um, I just, yeah, I'm not going to be backing him this week. Um, he'll have his, I just think there's courses that will suit him throughout the year that I want to, that all, and also when I think he's the slightly stronger field and I might be getting 25, 33 to one about Webb, that's when I'm more likely to dial in in a course setup that suits him. But with a stronger field, I just can't be backing him at the 14 to 1 this week. And happy to leave Hideki. So I'm not making a play in this price range this week, albeit the people, uh, you know, the average winner of this tournament in the if you're looking at the last four or five years will be around that 20, 25 to 1 mark. I'm going to uh, I'm going to avoid the players at the top of the market. If push came to shove and I had to nail one, it would be Rory. I like his price. Um, Coming off the back of two two weeks playing consistently, um, some other play, uh, Ram, and I just don't feel as quite on song. Where Rory's stats, apart from his putting, are on song, and I just think it's a matter of time before he maybe scoots clear of the field and wins. And uh, it's coming to the time of year that Rory does like to turn a win in before the Masters, um, uh, as he did, I think, last year at the uh, Arnold Palmer. I might be wrong there; I've got nothing up in front of me, guessing uh, guessing from memory, but. Um, he would be the one at the top of the market. The rest of them, I'd be leaving uh, Xander as loan as much as I can this week and next week. It cracks me up that he is 10 to 1 in the betting. 8 to 1, second, joint second favourite. No chance. Lay Xander, everyone. Xander is a phony. So we have the 20 to 1 and above, 20 to 50 to 1 price range and quite a lot of players to talk about in this range. So I'm not going to go over everyone. Initial thoughts were drawn to Will um, Zalatoris. I'm not the best at pronouncing these uh, these names, so I do apologise. But, but young Will, who's had more top 10s than anyone worldwide in 2020, uh, more than Tony Finnau, if you can believe that. And um, it's true. Uh, he is ball striking machine, young gun, going to go on to big things. He caught my eye 
at uh, 45 to 1, but that has disappeared quickly. So, in this price range, there are two picks, and the first one is with the sports book, and it's an each way selection, and it is Sunjay Im. When you look at Xander at 8 to 1 and Sunjay at 33 to 1, available at 40 on the machine, I'm just not having it. I'm just not having it. It's a it, Sunjay's like not miles off Xander. He's not miles off him. And when it comes to ball striking alone, which this week it is about ball striking, it's about driving, it's about approach play, and it is about being dialed in with those irons. There is no man better than Sunjay in when he's on form. Not only does he take uh, aim at the pin consistently, he puts the ball there consistently, rolls in the putts. He's a birdie machine, as we saw last week on the front nine when he caught the leaders. The guy made the cut on the bubble and was trading at around seven or eight to one after the front nine on Sunday. He faded away and shot six, seven over par, but that's probably the nature of his game. He's aggressive. Where what Xander had done at that stage were probably taking his foot off the pedal, played to the safe part of the green, tried to roll in a 38-footer and sneak his way to victory. <clears throat> nah, Sunjay's aggressive. He'll win majors, win more majors than Xander Shoffley. You heard it here. Uh, get on Sunjay this week. 33-1 to 1 each way. Eight places, William Hill. Take the eight places. Take the odds at William Hill. Their standout top price on the outright, standout on the place market. And there's no need to even go and place your bet at the exchange, really, to give away. You're getting a few extra points. He's around 36 now. So you're getting an extra two or three points on the uh, on the win only. But for me, most of these selections, and I advise it as an each-way selection, take those extra three places on offer at William Hill. So this week's first selection, Sunjay. Second selection, also in the 20 to 1 to 50 to 1 price range, however, comes with a caveat, is... Louis Oosthuizen. Now, I'm, uh, as just as you uh, may have heard last week, if you tuned in, and there wasn't as many listeners last week. I'm not sure if it was the, the the long content or the fact that the episode went out like it will today on a Tuesday. But Louis Oosthuizen was available at 160 to one, and I snapped him up and uh, backed him all the way into around 80 to one. At which point, I traded out for a risk-free investment at the same price as his starting odds which I was quite uh, quite happy with. This week, I queued up my money at the 110s, 120s, but he never quite reached that on Betfair. However, he did get re- he did reach 85, 90 to 1. So, how do I suggest playing Louis? I tempted to just back him win only. Um, he's 50 to 1, eight places, but that 50 to 1 is just not value when considering the win value that's available on Betfair. So, I'm going to have a speculative win-only bet this week to break his PGA Tour duck on a ball-striking paradise course such as this at TPC Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm going to place my faith in Louis Oosthuizen. Let's hope that he's singing a different song to uh, the one that's uh, famous on Twitter for his uh, four major second-place finishes. Let's hope he's singing one to a winning uh, finish at uh, this week's event. I really do think that he could come in and under the radar. And I think that the, the test this week suits him. I've got, I've got a strong feeling for Louis. Other players that came under consideration don't want to keep you all too long this week. It's Brooks Kepka, just massive price. 50 to 1, 6 places, 60 on the exchange. <laughs> Three-time major champion. 
Xander Shoffley won a fucking FedEx tournament and a few bloody tournaments here and there, and he's 10 to 1 because he played well for a couple of weeks when the, the tournament was done and dusted in days three and four. I'm really after Xander this week, but I just don't get the hype about him. Him, Ricky Fowler, and Tony Fina have done my head in over the years. Like, Tyrrell Hatton's going to be three times the price of these guys when he plays in tournaments soon. He's better than them all. Better than them all. Top five player in the world. His short games are going to be the best in the world. He's put in, sec- put in second best in the world. And his short game in the top five in the world. Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, maybe. Aaron Badley, a few names that always crop up. But yeah, it does have me baffled. So but they came under consideration this week, Brooks. Um, happy to happy to let Ryan Palmer uh, go away at 35 and 33 to 1. Uh, give him a fade this week, uh, guys. Do not be placing your money into that uh, into Ryan Palmer at those prices. It is just ridiculous, to be honest. Um, Scotty Scheffler, got, uh, just want to see a bit more consistency for him in 2021 before I dial into him, but he will become a bet at some point this year. Another place to mention Bubba Watson in this range. Ricky, greatest lay in the world, Fowler. Uh, Greeny, if you're listening in. Ricky is a dud. You can have a hundred and fifty. You can have two hundred to one about him anytime you want for a maximum stake of ten pound. All you have to do is tweet me on Twitter at the Gingerbets handle, and I will uh, honour that bet. So two hundred to one, win only for a ten pound maximum stake. Anyone who wants to take it on Ricky Fowler, please make a comment on Twitter or LinkedIn. Billy Horschel also come into consideration. So. Two selections in the 20 to 1 to 50 to 1 bracket. They are Sun Jm and Louis Oosthuizen, Louis Oosthuizen as a win only on the exchange for me, but I wouldn't discourage you taking the 50 to 1 each way with William Hill, eight places, Paddy Power, eight places. Players to fade in this category for those that are tuning in for DraftKings purposes. I'd be fading Ricky every single week of the year. I'd be fading Ryan Palmer uh, this week. Um, and for DraftKings purposes, might be that you fade Will Zalatorius, Hideki and Sunjay. Sunjay is going to be mega popular this week. I can promise you on circles because his stats are all there and he's world class. And he's just getting into that consistent form with the irons that we saw late last year and throughout last year. Will will be overbet, Zalatorius, he'll be very popular. He's a talk of the town all the time. So he could be a good fade because he'll be mega popular. You might want to get Scotty Scheffler in there because he won't be as popular given the form that he's in. Or Brooks Kepka, and definitely be fading uh, Ricky Fowler. Gary Woodland, he was heavily bet and tipped last week because uh, he came off some decent form the week prior to that. The Sony, was it the Sony Open? He didn't kick on. And listening to interviews with Gary, his game is not 100% there. He's feeling his way back to full fitness. Avoid Gary Woodland is my message. So I need to take a sip of water and bring you the outsiders and two more picks for the TPC Arizona Scottsdale tournament taking place this week. Stay tuned. You've got some big ones coming. So the holy grail of a 50 to 1 and above winner is what we all want. And this week, I'm going to have two stabs at it. And in fairness, it's probably a risky tactic this week because this tournament has been dominated by world-class players. Um, 
with their world-class ball striking skills, hence they are the top players in the world. And and, and that doesn't often, obviously, um, favour picks at uh, the 50-1 to 1 and above range. But I want to bring my listeners a big price winner in 2021. And um, I just think there's a few players that are sneaking under the radar. So, so many that we could talk about. Players that came under consideration and probably will get some small investment from me as outright selections on Betfair. Matt Wolf was 9,500 to 1 on Betfair. I'm not putting up as an outright bet because I've not had a big enough stake myself to even warrant that. But I definitely had some, uh, you know, a, a few tens on it at, uh, at 90 and 100 to 1 because that's a ridiculous price for Matt Wolf. Considering it's a ball striking course that's going to require distance. Um, and someone that is going to go low, he has all those attributes. And when you look at his past performances, he can often follow a miscut with a tied third, six, or or a win. So don't be put off by the lack of recent form. So um, Matt Wolf would be one that I'd be playing in DraftKings lineups, and certainly wouldn't put you off uh, making. You know, if he's in your final consideration, would not put anyone off. Russell Henley also falls into that category. Um, Betfair, 120 to 1, 60 to 1 with the bookmakers. Again, there's no each way value is where I'd want to play him, really. If I could get 80, 90 to 1, he'd definitely be under consideration this week. However, just a small win-only investment. Not worthy of an outright selection, but wouldn't put you off. So, who is this next pick? Well, I've been to him before. I've been to this guy before once in 2021. It is. And he played well last week, threatened the leaderboard. And I had high hopes for him actually going into Sunday. Sam Burns. Uh, Sam Burns is available 80 to 1 each way, seven places. Uh, He is my third selection this week. I think he's going to make through and and win a a decent tournament this year, Sam Burns. I I love his overall game. I love his swing. Um, I think there's a bit of... um, biasness in in my views on Sam Burns because I just like his overall game but his statistics back it up and off the back of a decent performance last week where you know I tipped him up in the birdie fest that I thought it would be at the Sony Open he uh, completely bombed last week on a proper golf course proper test of a player's skill set Sam Burns stood strong and uh, you know uh, performed admirably I'm, I'm prepared to go back to the well on this one at 80 to 1 this week. So my third selection is Sam Burns. Right. As we move as we move down the card, other players that I want to mention, Carlos Ortiz, Ben Huan, who's had a good performance here. And Jordan Spieth, 125 to 1. Whoever thought, make a comment, in fact, on Twitter. Yeah, and LinkedIn when you see this post. Did you honestly ever believe that Jordan Spieth, two times Masters winner, runner up, three time major winner, was it four time major winner? God, I feel bad now. He 125 to 1. Wow, never thought I would see the day. So, who is my fourth and final selection? You are going to laugh. My fourth and final selection this week is. Cameron Tringali, available at 140 to 1 and 200 to 1 on the exchange. I've backed him each way and win only with a view to trading out. Excuse me. On the exchange. Um, He's got really good stats. And with this week not being a putting contest as such, I really do think it opens the door for you. If you want to have some speculative plays on the likes of just going to reel off some names for you. Charlie Hoffman, uh, Tringali, Cockrath, um, 
Wyndham Clark. I... I'm trying to think of a few. Da- uh, Joel Damon. These players that, you know, the, Lucas Glover, Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley's going to be tipped up in places because I think he's... Is this the tournament that he won after throwing it away uh, a few years back? I can't recall. I think it is. but Or it might have been this one he threw away and won the week after. But ball strikers on this course um, that, you know, that haven't putted well in the past or don't have these scrambling skills that maybe your top players do, they're going to be all right this week. So I wouldn't put you off having some selections for, for entertainment purposes at some huge prices. And like I say, my fourth and final selection this week, Cameron Tringali, fits that category. 140 to one each way, six places. 200 to 1 on the mix, on the machine, I suggest making that a small investment. So, as I said, I wanted to wrap this week up in under 25 minutes because I got some feedback that last week was too long. Let's have a quick recap. We have four selections this week. Main hope for me, Louis Ustazen. Really keen on Louis. 85, 90 to 1 and 80 to 1. Uh, different bits on the machine. Also 50 to 1 each way with the sports book. Eight places. Louis Ustazen to break his duck on the PGA Tour and set himself up for his Masters tilt. I've already committed to Russell Henley winning the Masters, uh, if you recall, from a few weeks back. But... I could change my mind. I'm allowed. Uh, so Louis going to win this week and then he's going to go and uh, challenge for that Masters in a few months time. Second selection, uh, Sunjay Im. Uh, Sunjay, in fact, he's actually my main selection, but not my biggest payout for, for me in terms of upside. But Sunjay will be um, my second selection and they'd be my two um you know, cash game selections for DraftKings purposes for all my big GPP lineups. Uh, I'd be playing those two guys. I fancy them both to go close this week strongly, uh, but with a sneaky suspicion that Louis might just um, might just sneak over the line um, and do really well. Third selection, eighty to one. Sam Burns, get him in. You're getting 10 to 1 the place, uh, or sorry, greater, 16 to 1 the place. Uh, I'd be uh, really tempted to, to get Sam Burns into my lineups this week. Really do think he can challenge the top of the leaderboard on a ball striking uh, extravaganza course that this week will be. And then the dream ticket, the face spitter, as Steve Palmer used to say in the racing post, the bet that enables you to walk into work on Monday morning and spit at the boss. Tell him to shove his job up his jacksey. The one is Cameron Tringali. So 140 to one. There you have it. The four selections for this week. Stay tuned to social media and LinkedIn for any updates throughout the week. Any added selections. Um, be really great if we can get a few more follows and a few more likes and shares on Twitter, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn, if you don't mind. And also if you could... Click four or five star, give an honest review on iTunes, where there seems to be the majority of listeners. I would be extremely grateful. And if you can't, then so be it. I'll still be back next week. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And as ever, please do follow the Ginger Bets hashtag on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Been great speaking to you all. If nothing else, be good.